Welcome to This Week with Lordship Community Church. I'm the Reverend Jeff Lukens, and I'm the pastor here. This week, we offer you a podcast in our series, What's Next, O God? Tending the New Creation. We worship live online each Sunday morning at thelordshipchurch.org slash live. Here's this week's scripture and message. reading from Psalm 15. O Lord, who may abide in your tent, who may dwell on your holy hill, those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and do no evil to their friends, nor take up reproach against their neighbors, in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honor those who fear the Lord, who stand by their oath, even to their hurt, who do not lend money at interest, and who do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things shall never be moved. Scripture reading from James 1, 17 through 27, and from the book of James. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we could become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved, Let everyone quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourself of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely haters who deceive themselves. For if any, are hear, if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in the mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers, but forgive, but forget who, oh gosh. Being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion is pure and undefiled before God. The Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Will you pray with me? As we read the words of Scripture, we are pointed to your living word who walked among us. And we are surrounded by your spirit who whispers words within our hearts and our minds. Inspire us in our hearing and our reflecting that we may move beyond your words into life-changing acts of grace, love, hope, and peace. Amen. So every year around this time, well, at least for the last five years or so, as kids start heading back to school, I see this story circulating around the internet. It originally comes from Amy Beth Gardner, a mom from Tennessee, who posted the story on Facebook in 2016, on the eve of her oldest daughter starting middle school. And since then, it's been shared some two and a half million times. Here is what she wrote. My daughter starts middle school tomorrow. We've decorated her locker, bought new uniforms, su even surprised her with a new backpack. But tonight, just before bed, we did another pre-middle school task that is far more important than the others. I gave her a tube of toothpaste, and I asked her to squirt it out onto a plate. And when she finished, I calmly asked her to put all the toothpaste back in the tube. She began exclaiming things like, but I can't, and it won't be like it was before. I quietly waited for her to finish. And then I said the following. You will remember this plate of toothpaste for the rest of your life. Your words have the power of life or death. As you go into middle school, you are about to see just how much your weight your words will carry. You are going to have the opportunity to use, wor use your words to hurt, demean, slander, and wound others. You are also going to have the opportunity to use your words to heal, encourage, inspire, and love others. You will occasionally make the wrong choice. I mean, I can think of three times this week I have used my own words carelessly and caused harm. Just like this toothpaste, once the words leave your mouth, you can't take them back. Use your words carefully, Brianna. When others are misusing their words, guard your words. Make the choice every morning that the life-giving words, that life-giving words will come out of your mouth. Decide tonight that you are going to be a life-giver in middle school. Be known for your gentleness and compassion. Use your life to give life to a world that so desperately needs it. You will never, ever regret choosing kindness. So this story popped into my head immediately when I read the scripture reading from James 
that we just heard. James's wisdom about how to be in relationship with other people 2,000 years ago could totally be written for us today. That's why I love the book of James so much. It gives us such practical wisdom for how to live a life of faith as followers of Jesus. First, a little background. Scholars are pretty sure that the James who wrote this is James, the brother of Jesus. James was a real person in history who, according to the historian Josephus, was the brother of Jesus of Nazareth and died in the year 62 CE. James was the leader of the church in Jerusalem, and it's likely that this was written, this book was written in the mid to late 50s, before much of the expansion of the church outside of Judea. And as I read the book, the community James is writing to seems to be dealing with infighting and anger about the very nature of ministry and the divisions between those who have enough resources to serve others and the poor, those who are poor enough to need to be served. There were divisions between one side and another side, and apparently the fighting was getting ugly. Now... We don't see any of that these days, do we? We never see ugly fighting between two sides. Never any angry words. So that means this passage has nothing to say to us, right? We all know that's not true. James does not mince words when it comes to what he thinks. First, he addresses both sides of the ugliness. He says... Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now James could have stopped right there. And he would have said 99% of what the world has needed to hear for 99% of its existence. He's telling everyone to slow down. And stop being reactionary, whether you're right or not, because an angry person doesn't produce God's righteousness. One commentator puts it this way, half a foot between knowledge and wisdom. That's what James is trying to get at in his writing. It seems in James's community, and dare I say in our society today, there is a gap between knowledge, that is, knowing in our minds about God, and wisdom, living and acting from our souls about, you know, living into what we know of and about God. It's this gap between knowledge and wisdom, between faith and action, that James is addressing. Now, I'm not trying to turn this into a debate about whether our salvation comes from faith or from good works, because I don't think that's what James is getting at. I think James is saying that since we are saved by our faith in Jesus Christ, our lives should be different than before. His point is that our wholehearted devotion, our wholehearted, consistent, comprehensive devotion to God requires of us a particular kind of life and character. As God the Creator brought us into being as perfectly free gift, we as the first crops of God's harvest 
should display God's own changeless goodness and generosity through acts of truthfulness, humility, gratitude, patience, and so much more. In other words, gratitude and gratitude for God's gift of life to us, we should respond by living the life God intends for us. And I think James begins with the example of good speech because it's the easiest for, the easiest to, for us to get right. And it's also the easiest for us to mess up. Speech is so easy, it's so immediate, and so very hard to control, especially online. James sees it as a very clue to our faithfulness. You cannot, he, adv he advises, casually insult your neighbor, who is, like you, made in God's image, and presume that you're going to be approved by God. You cannot give voice to God's wrath out of your own irritation at another. And in the same way, just listening to divine teaching without putting it into practice shows that you haven't benefited from God's command. You remain a half-hearted semi-believer. But friends, the good news is right here. This wisdom is not hidden. We don't need a secret decoder ring to figure out what God wants us to do. If we truly want to live a life devoted to God, God will guide us and help us to create a just world. And so as we begin another school year, it is my hope, it is my prayer that we will begin with these words from James as a guide to help us get through the school year and life in general. Start by being quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to grow angry. And be eager to care for the most vulnerable. All of these are within our reach. I mean, what parent, myself included, what parent want, doesn't want to be slower to anger with their children? What friend doesn't want to be a better listener? Aren't all of us in a position to help and support those in need? James encourages us not to just think our faith, but to do it. Decide to be a life giver, in the words of Amy Beth Gardner. Be known for your gentleness and your compassion. Use your life to give life to a world that so desperately needs it. You will never ever regret choosing kindness. Wise words indeed. Be love. Be kind. Be you. Amen. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And you can visit us at www.thelordshipchurch.org, where you can find a link to make a donation towards our ministries. Thank you, 
and God bless.